The sermon for the third Sunday after the Epiphany is from the Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 1, verses 14 to 20. Uh, the sermon is entitled, The Epiphany, Thy Kingdom Come. Grace for us in peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, as we read the Gospel text today, we begin with a few words that set the scene. After John was arrested. Now these four words are quite telling to really set the tone of what Jesus was going into in his life of ministry. Now we look at St. John the Baptist and we look forward to chapter 6 where there we see the reason for his arrest. That he was standing for the truth. It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife, he said to Herod. But yet there the king, along with his wife Herodias, there was a plan that was set to quell and squash the words of John as at the end of the day it would lead to his own beheading all for the sake of the truth. Indeed, this is what the king wanted, and this is what he got. As his greatest measure, his greatest fill was fulfilled as he followed his own word, his own way, and his own thoughts. Now, just as John was arrested, Jesus, again, willfully, lovingly, mercifully entered into the same environment, as he too would face opposition. Remember, at Jesus' birth, the king did what? In fear of his throne being overtaken by this king, this baby Jesus, what did he do? We call it the slaughter of the holy innocents. As the king murdered all the male babies in Bethlehem, they're all for the sake of hoping to get rid of Jesus. An atrocious crime. This was. But yet this is the king, right? Who had all the power and the authority. He could do whatever he wanted as he followed his own way. You know, when we pray the second petition of the Lord's Prayer, Thy kingdom come. It always, for me, brings me to the point where, well, it reminds me of of the kingdom to which I live. Though we live in this world, thy kingdom come, we are constantly reminded that we live under his gracious reign, his kingdom. Now, as it reads in the Catechism, God's kingdom comes when our Heavenly Father gives us the Holy Spirit so that by His grace we believe in His holy word and lead godly lives here in time and there in eternity. Thy kingdom come. That is, O Lord, lead us by Your very word. Grant us faith to follow Your word. Following the word is good, my friends, and you know this. 
Yet we also know the great temptation that rather than living under his own kingdom, we set up our own shop, our own kingdom, as we follow our own word. Friends, sin loves to be king. The flesh loves to sit on the throne as if they adorn the crown of power, so busy being our own little gods. Now, this is the constant temptation in our lives for all of us to play the king, to play God, to live on our own terms and follow our own way. You know, Jesus calls us to follow him. Not just when we desire to or when it fits into our schedule. No, Jesus says, follow me. To live according, not to my flesh, not to my thoughts, but living humbly to his word. Yet friends, when we hear the words, follow me, Humbly speaking, we very well know as we look in the mirror how we, well, conditionally live according to the commandments, as if they only apply when we or when it falls to our own narrative. For example, the third commandment, yes, it's good to hear God's word, but yet we tell ourselves, what? I'm too busy to hear God's word today, and we chalk it up as if we have no choice because the demands of the world, well, are too demanding. And there we follow the king that is of our own time, or so the devil says. The sixth commandment, God calls husbands and wives to love one another to live sexually pure and decent lives. As we see this world, we very well know this world is full of themselves, full of the flesh, because the world says what? Flesh is king. Or as it says in the Eighth Commandment, the power of our words, God's gift of reputation, how we can help our neighbors with our words to put the best construction on things, to love and serve in these very things. But yet what happens? We bear false witness. We gossip. Following our own pride because, well, the world says pride is king. Ninth and 10th commandment. Oh, the gift of God and the gift of contentment but yet we are overwhelmed by the covetous greed in our hearts and minds. Our flesh says, I need more. As we, as we sang that hymn this morning, what is the world to me? What is this wealth of this world? We know it means nothing, yet we cherish it like it is our own little God. Do you see this in your life? And there we go, whatever it takes to quench the covetous heart. And there we return to the first commandment. You shall have no other gods. But yet surely the devil lures us by his very word 
and says, don't worry about it. You will be like God. Just trust yourself, the devil says. Because after all, who doesn't want to be God? Right? Our own time, our own way, our own thoughts, following our own will. I mean, that is the life, the world says. You know, in our Old Testament reading, Jonah, what does it say right there in the Old Testament? It says, he went there a second time. We very well know his hesitancy to call out the Ninevites. And hesitancy, well, is an understatement for Jonah. <laughs> he went to great lengths to avoid this very call. But by that very word, he finally went to the Ninevites and he called them by the words of repentance. And there the people would take heed to that very word as they would cover themselves in sackcloth and ashes. Not only the people, but also the king. And today Jesus does the same in this gospel text. Jesus boldly proclaims the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. It is like that you know, that last grain of sand that is following through the neck of that hourglass. Now is the time. Wake up, Jesus saying, I am here. All that they had prophesied in the Old Testament, all that they were looking forward to, I am here right now with you and the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. The word in the flesh is here right now and that is the kingdom. The kingdom of God. For God's kingdom is nothing other than what we learn in the creed. That God sent his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, into the world to redeem and deliver us from the devil's power. He sent Jesus to bring us to himself and to govern us a king of righteousness, life and salvation against sin and death and an evil conscience as the large catechism states you know this is the kingdom of god that jesus reveals to us this day that he is the true king his kingship is above all things I know today you might be cherishing things of this world. And honestly, if you look in the mirror, you very well know what that is in your life. And you might tell yourself, this is my king. This is what gives me comfort. I know I am a child of God, yet the great temptation is what? Well, in the time of waiting, there I need this very little God to really comfort me in this temporal life. And what is that for you? You know, Jesus says today, follow me. He doesn't say follow me and all the little gods that you have. No, he says, follow me. Repent and believe in the gospel. To turn from our sins and confess. You know, friends, when we speak of the spiritual struggle, we simply do not want to address what is before us. But there, by this very word, we are called to turn. 
to see our sin for what it truly is. You know, to see through all the excuses, you know, all the conditions, all the, but the Lord can wait, but I want this in my life, but he's not giving me this, so I'm going to follow my covetous flesh, but I don't have the security that, and there we see ourselves trusting in our own way. You know, friends, we we repent because we very well know our self-centered concerns. And now is the time, my friends, to wake up. The time is fulfilled. The time is now. Repent and believe in the gospel. Because just as we confess our sins, Jesus does not leave us there. But yet he says, believe in the gospel. That your faith is in those words as you pray it. Thy kingdom come. Because this kingdom is the divine kingdom. This kingdom is the kingdom of God. This kingdom is Jesus Christ for each and every one of you. And this kingdom comes to this world not to adorn a crown of the earthly king, not to pump up his own pride and and show the world who he is. No, it's because of who he is that he came to this world to adorn the crown of thorns only to die for each and every one of you on that very cross. This is his Kingship. That is why he is above all things, because he came to this world to stand in your place. So that by his crowning of these thorns, by the shedding of his very blood at Calvary, there he crowns you with his righteousness. Thy kingdom. Come, not my kingdom, but by his mercy, his kingdom, from God to man. What a comfort this is. This is the kingdom we are living under in everlasting innocence, righteousness, and blessedness. The kingdom that defends, that that saves, that rescues The king that gives you victory over sin and death. The blessed assurance that that comforts the conscience. That forgives you of all your sins. Not by your own merits, but by the merits of Christ. The cross. The lamb of God. The suffering servant. The sacrifice. So that you may have life everlasting life in his name. Friends, this is the word for you. I know you live in this dark world and say, wow, pastor, there's there's a lot of things going on in our world today. Not even in our world, but even in myself. There's a lot of struggle. There's a lot of spiritual attack. There's a lot of sorrow and grief, worry, stress, anxiety. That is very true. 
But friends, take heart. You are not alone because the kingdom has come. Because the Lord loves each and every one of you. And there we follow in faith knowing full well that this is true. That the truth has set you free. That all your sins on that very cross, it is finished. You are the redeemed, my friends. That is who you are. And as we wait for what is to come on that last day, thy kingdom come, we await right now in the joyous victory that by this very word and his gifts, there we have the newness of life. This is the habitation to which we live. The kingdom of God covered by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. Our sins washed away. And there as we follow Him, there as God calls us to love and serve God and neighbor in the many and various vocations that we have. At the end of the day, our faith follows the Word. Repent and believe in the gospel. Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Sunday Sermon from Faith Lutheran Church in Moorpark, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.